This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Yeah, you. That's right. You, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where every Sunday, most every Sunday, you get an entire bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again. You're doing a little something we call the town watch. And that is if you give it the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member that says who sticker club all of that is available to you at patreon.com slash says who that was an unintentional rhyme there at the end i almost forgot to talk dan it's okay (laughs) it's because i'm thinking about books writing a book well first i'm doing a lot of admin we'll get to that but um but books look you know about them truly devious we do nine liars Why am I even bothering? No, that's what you do. Books. Ah, and 23rd of March, back at DC with politics and prose at the Cleveland Park Library, I believe it is. And it's 23rd of March. I'll be putting up all the information on that to make up for the event for when the guy got me in the elevator. Perfect. If you would like to order books on the internet, why not head on over to kickbezosintheballs.org, our own little bookshop where you can get Maureen's books or my book or, you know, other stuff too. They got that too over at kickbezosintheballs.org. And while you're buying things on the internet, go on over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we sell Says Who merchandise just for you. Yay. Yay. All right, what even is the intro? Dan, look, let's keep it real. I think this is the intro. Just Dan? Yeah. How are you right now? I feel like I'm having a fucking stroke. Okay. That's how I feel. Well, we're going to we're gonna, so stressed out. We're going to make this episode about helping Dan. You guys, we oh. all got we all got to we all got to come together. <sighs> Dan needs our help. You okay? Are you okay? Oh I'm no. Fine. I'm fine. Are you? Not fine. No, I'm not. No, really. I'm not. His, his little, he looks like Santa today. His cheeks are so pink with like. Stress. All Stress the blood pinked. flow to the head. Yeah, his, something. His brain is working so hard. They're like, quit. all the blood, shoot it up there. Yeah, that's basically it. You're doing great. I'm not. He just actually almost stepped back from the mic that time in disappointment. I did. She says who? The podcast where Dan Dan needs a hug. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. Dan, do you need to tell us about your day? It's just, we are going through... You know how I keep telling you that you've had a rough run and you keep insisting that you haven't had a rough run because yeah. you could have had a rougher run? Mm. Do you remember that part? I remember that. Yeah. So we are having a rough run around here, and I'm happy to embrace the fact that it's a rough run. And sure, it could be a rougher run, right. but uh, but it is, in fact, a rough run. Let me just give the broad strokes here. So um, for those of you that have been listening for a bit, you will remember that Janice's father got quite sick in the fall and she had to leave for a bit. Um, He has now sort of 
moved further along the curve in a way that kind of has been, you know, sort of on again, off again. Are you jumping on a plane Uh, that now seems to be on again? Um, But she has been sort of dealing with a lot of uh, elder care issues from a, a distance, which is stressful in and of itself. Then I have a uh, long-standing back and forth with an editor at a place that I contribute to about a potential feature story that would require me, or one version of it would require me getting on an airplane, which is great. I like going on airplanes. I like going places. and uh, But then that communication sort of got waylaid for a while until Saturday when he was like, can you get on a plane? And I was like, I don't know. It would really need to be pretty fast. And he's like, that sounds great. And uh, so all of yesterday was spent trying to figure out how to get on a plane and do this thing uh, today, literally today. Uh, in half of this morning was spent figuring that out. Uh, and then suddenly he was like, ah, you know, what? we can't do it. <laughs> so, so that was a lot of stress. Then the little one is sick. Has a cough and a fever so far, no COVID. So we're fingers crossed that that holds up. But all last night he was coughing. Every time he would cough, I would wake up. And then I would remember that maybe I'm going to the place today. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. And what am I even doing? Because I left all of my research for this thing sort of by the wayside a month ago when sort of things seemed to drop off. So I'm not doing well. No one in our house is doing well. It is one of those moments in time where it is like, oh, Maureen Johnson, we are all a wreck. You did send me an email last night that was like, we may be doing this today or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, I might be on a plane, but I don't know yet. So and then he sent me an email this morning, like 1030 that said, still don't know if I'm getting on that plane this morning and it's this morning and it's 10, like, it's 930 and I still yeah. don't know if I'm getting on a plane at like noon. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later you wrote and said, I am not getting on a plane. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I have talked about how I uh, use a journal and one of those things is to sit down in bed. One of the last things I do at night is to make a list of the things that I'm doing Um the next day. So every single thing that I wrote last night was preceded by the word maybe. <laughs> I was like, maybe recording, maybe doing this thing for my other job, maybe doing this other project that I'm working on, maybe hear from these people. There's also this whole additional thing of these people that I've been sort of negotiating with for a month now. Uh, and we are supposed to get to final terms on a thing this week and so it's sort of like maybe hear from them like the amount of maybe that was written down was nuts and uh now this is this is the first of the maybes that is really happening and i'm happy to be here with you but i do feel like i'm having a stress stroke i was feeling like that on saturday morning because i have so many because i i blew out so many things when I got sick. Yeah. It really was a cannonball through the schedule. And the fact is I've been moving kind of continuously since the second week of December with the book release and everything. 
that I feel like I just rolled down a hill and all my stuff landed on top of me. Yeah. I mean, that is, I think, a pretty accurate description of your last few months. And I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. Um, that I, he was like, you, okay, we'll sit down together and I'll make you, he loves a Miro board, which is like an online whiteboard. He loves yeah. a mind map. And he said, literally just sit down and just say everything you have to do. Yeah. And I did it with him for about an hour and a half and it was so stressful. But by the end, we like we had piles of the immediate things, the midterm things, the long-term things, the things that are past due, the things that are admin, so yeah. much admin. Uh, then it's like, then the writing, the this, the that, the that. And so by the end, there were about 72 things on this mind map. <laughs> Truly. Oh boy. Then we opened a Kanban board on there and he started organizing them into little squares. Yeah. And we managed to put all of the immediate things into a Kanban board with the little squares. Nice. And by doing that, I was like, okay, I, now I have a list of, like, there's still so much stuff to do. Yeah. But I can at least kind of immediately clear off the fires. Right. That's what I've been doing this week. And then, Dan, we decided after that, and this was part of the plan, about October, mm -hmm. because we moved into this apartment 10 years ago. Yeah. And this paint job and everything was done 10 years ago. Okay. Needs repainting. Okay. However, some really hard to do because of all the furniture. Like some of it is bolted yeah. to the wall. Hard to do. But I was like, I really want to do an accent wall with wallpaper. So we bought lovely wallpaper. We chose it together. I had it printed. They print it when you order it. And then okay. it's, it's peel and stick. Mm -hmm. Order all the wallpaper. It's a very beautiful art deco pattern. Very nice. precise repeating pattern. Peel and stick, Dan. I was like, this will take us. I think he thought it would take us an hour. I was like, no, let's give it like four hours. Yeah. You know, we have to really measure this. And and it's yeah. a pretty easy wall we thought to do. Then. Yeah. We began that at 2.30. Mm -hmm. Brought all the tools in. Did mm -hmm. the togetherness exercise. Mm -hmm. Now, Dan, just the way they cut these strips, because we got short strips for above the door. They meant, so we ordered shorter strips for above the doors. Okay. But instead of starting the pattern at the top, they cut those short strips from the middle. Ooh. So we had to do this incredible, it was like a word problem. You know, the right. ones you have at the bottom of the worksheet when you're in like ninth grade. It's like, you are trying to do a wall and it has a two door cutouts and then it has a lintel cutout and then it has a separate lintel cutout by the other window. Plus the patterns you got are only repeating in this section and you have to use this many feet of this. It was truly like a geometry mind puzzle. 11.30 yeah. at night, we are still on the floor oh, no. measuring and precise because it is so precise. Right. And then we were making patch. I was cutting, I was hand cutting patches while he's doing geometry. And I'll tell you, and it was a lot of work. Wall looks dynamite. Well, there you go. It looks dynamite. It, looks, it does look professional. But uh, it, we were well putting that wallpaper up until eleven thirty at night. When um, when I was in high school, I got hired by a few people to like paint and hang wallpaper and stuff like that. Uh, like a lot of parents of friends and and things like that. And uh, wallpaper is such a pain in the ass. It is amazing how much of a pain in the ass it is. I understand why, sort of as a culture we moved away from it 
And I don't understand why, as a culture, we sort of embraced it in the last few years again because it is a, just a pain. Well, the peel it's and very stick pretty, is, but it is peel such and a stick pain. is better. The peel yeah. and stick is not yeah, the one. You don't need the like the goop and stuff. Oh, sure. my mom used to love hanging wallpaper. She was really good at it. I used to help as a kid. We had all the trays, the rollers, and oh boy, there was so much wallpaper. But yeah. um, for all this work, I was like, this should last for a thousand years. They're like, it'll last one to two years. I was like, yeah. fuck you, wallpaper. Yeah, that's I'm the stapling stick problem. Yeah. I am stapling this shit to the wall. They're <laughs> all, I'm adding glue. But uh, Dan, I'm trying to get it all done. Mm -hmm. I'm putting a lot of faith in the organizer that I've hired to come next week. Okay. I think about her every day. Oh, it's happening next week. She comes for the first time. She's probably going to come maybe four times. Wow. Oh, yeah. This is no joke. I sit in piles of stuff, Dan. Piles. A lot of it's gone now. I've done a lot of, but I'm like, I just need to be writing and not constantly hauling shit. Yeah. Yeah. What's That's wrong with exciting. me? What's wrong with me, Dan? Uh, you live in too small of a place for the amount of things you have going on. My, That's one of the things. My apartment may be as big as your house. Yeah. I also live in too small of a place for the things that are going on. Okay. Answer. When we move to the commune, we'll have more space. You know, as we talk, I'm hearing that my voice is sort of flinty. Mm. And I'm a little worried that maybe I'm also getting sick. You do sound flinty. I do sound flinty, don't I? When we all live together, we'll have more hands. So, you know, if you need to take a sick day, when we live together. <laughs> yeah. More hands. That's true. That is handy for sure. I, uh, yeah, the juggling of kids when you are, have the number of things that are currently going on is definitely a stressful factor in everything. That's why I think I'm never allowed to have stress because I don't have kids. I'm like, That's I can't not have stress. That's true, though. You are also allowed to have stress. Everyone is allowed to have stress because everyone's lives are stressful. Nah. I mean, they are. I think it's great. Mm, I, I mean, bought a scented candle. Oh, well, then you're good. What it's is it scent of? Elderberry rose. Okay. Oh, you lit it even. Yeah, that was what I was doing. It's very nice. Um, I bought it at a fancy plant store today because... Um, I felt the need to pay them back for all the dog biscuits Dexie has eaten there. <laughs> she drags okay. me in every day. It's a very yeah. fancy place called Plant Shed. And every day she drags me in when we take our walk because they give her a biscuit. And today she took like five biscuits. And I was okay. like, all right, Plant Shed, I owe you a purchase. So you bought a fancy elderberry candle. I bought. I, look, these are the best candles. This brand, it is called... The Sydney Hale Company, they make the best scents. They are okay. super pure. There's a garden mint I also have that is extraordinary. And you sent me a candle. Yeah. When I went to Disney World when Zelda passed, you yeah. sent me a flower arrangement with a candle that was a Sydney Hale candle, and I well, still have it. That. It is a wood-scented candle, Dan. What you need is a scented candle. No, I sent you the wood-scented candle when um, the Box in the Woods came out. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that came all together. No. Different. I have, I have my mug from that. I still have my Mickey mug. Yeah, I have that my Mickey mug and my candle in the in the Mickey mug. Uh, it was a really good flower arrangement. I love that mug. Dan, you need a scented candle. Everyone, I don't think I need a scented candle. I love a scented candle, but I'm very fussy. I understand that. I love a scented candle, Dan. 
Uh, you know what I love? I don't know why this just reminded me, other than mm. I thought if I had to scent a scent candle, would our air purifier kick up a notch? Mm. Do you have a air, Do you have a air purifier? Uh, it's currently in the storage unit. I pulled it out when I had COVID, and yeah, I we, I had it running in here. We got one um, when Janice got COVID. I was like, well, we should probably get one of these. They cost a little bit more than I wanted, uh, but it runs. We just now we leave it on all the time because I feel like we all sort of have allergies and things and probably help. Um, But what I love about it, Maureen, is it runs almost silent most of the time. But then, like, if if I'm cooking, for instance, Mm, even though I'm in the kitchen and it's in the living room, eventually it will... suddenly its little blue light will turn purple and it'll get a little louder. And then sometimes if I'm like cooking bacon or whatever, it will kick all the way up to red and it sounds like an airplane is taking off. And I kind of love that. They're good with that. Whoa, something terrible. Alert. It's too big, Dan. Like like our wall space is the most valuable. Like our our wall space is very valuable. I dragged it up here. When I had COVID, when I uh, couldn't come out of my room and this room was, oh boy, it really was. It's so much better now. It really was like our family of raccoons had moved in here. Yeah. It was just like, I slept. I I had no energy to make that bed. I slept in just a pile of pillows and whatever blankets Oscar had thrown on there. I slept in a pile. just in a nest. It really was. It was just, I couldn't, I, I would... I was delicate with my tissues. You know, I tried to like always be very tidy. Yeah. Then I would throw my tissues away every day and basically incinerate them. But, um, and I'd spray the, everything was sticky from all the Lysol I was spraying. (laughs) I was spraying so much Lysol in the air that the floors were tacky. Gross. So it was all Lysol tack. I I mean, it's not gross. I don't even think it would, that would do anything. It just, if you spray a lot, it makes, it kind of lands on the surfaces and makes them a little sticky. Okay. He didn't get COVID, Dan. True. True. I sprayed a lot of Lysol in here and he'd, I had a, I stayed in this room. I ate and I slept in here and I sprayed Lysol everywhere and we wore masks and I ran an air purifier and God damn it. He didn't get COVID from me. He didn't get COVID. He did get a nasty case of Lysol lung, but he didn't get COVID. I would spray it and run. Like I would, (laughs) it was as I was leaving the room, I would spray it behind me and run from it. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not 100% sure the Lysol was necessary, but I appreciate that it made you feel better. It kills, the, it kills germs in the air. So if I was breathing yeah. in the bathroom, say if I took a shower and had a mask off, when I left that room, I'd spray out that room. I'd go, squirt, okay. squirt, shut the door. Kills right. the germs in the air. He didn't get COVID, Dan. He did not get COVID. That's true. Dan, luckily there's been no news. Well, honestly, Maureen, I don't know what news there's been. Because uh, things have been a little bit nutty around here. But there was one news story that we would be completely neglectful not to cover. Because it is a news story that is custom written for our beat, Maureen. All right. And that is while visiting the site of the train crash in East Palestine, Ohio which has become cause du jour of the far right. Unfortunately, Trump stopped by a McDonald's. That's right, Maureen. We're back. (laughs) Look, 
here's the thing about us. Other people, they just coast along. They do whatever's coming along news-wise. We are the only people that have resolutely planted our flag Oh yeah, in a hamburger from day one. <laughs> yeah. And it's we like have... one of those little uh, flag toothpicks that you can get, except it's got our logo on the little flag and we just dink it we right just... into that sesame seed bun. And we planted our flag and God damn it, there we stood upon a hill. Yeah. And built our kingdom. <laughs> yeah, we sure did. So Trump went down to East Palestine. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was absolutely looking for a soul to steal. He was way behind and something to something. He was willing to make a deal. <laughs> he did pass out cases of Trump branded bottled water. Cool. And hats. Which he did not have enough cases of the Trump branded stuff. So he did point out that some of them were, quote, of lesser quality and that people should, quote, get the Trump ones. <laughs> now, it's a little weird to me because, Maureen, as far as I know, he does not actually manufacture bottled water. So he just has, like, novelty wrappers yeah. that he gets someone, like Eric is sitting there gluing them around a bottle of Dasani or something you so can that he put, can pass them out occasionally. You could put a wrap on anything. Yes. It's very yeah. simple. Hotels do it. Stores do it. It's yeah. not hard. So after passing out his 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 white labeled water, he stops by McDonald's to quote take care of the local fire and police department. There's a video which I watched in the midst of all of my stress today. I watched the video just to get it just to get it down right. So it is mop because Donald Trump is appearing with a bunch of police and fire people behind him. Right. Uh, it is mobbed. He walks up to the counter, and the first thing he says is, what's your specialty today? Okay, Dan. Dan, look, I realize you're stressed out. I realize you've had a tough day, tough couple of days. I know that there's a lot going on. Yeah. But I'm not emotionally ready to hear about Donald Trump going into McDonald's Asking what their specialty is today. Yeah. Yeah. It. I've had it written off in a couple of different news stories that I, I looked at as sort of mm. a dad joke. But I would like him to really think that he thinks of the various sort of limited edition things that McDonald's has at any given time as their specialties. Right. Like their, like their fish of the day or whatever is the McRib. You got those Grimace glasses still? Yeah. Well, you got those start. You got those Empire Strikes Back glasses back there. <laughs> he, I think those technically were Burger King back in the day. Oh, I'm sorry. Those glass, those glass novelty glasses that you could I buy. Thought Bur- I thought, did they still do? They don't still do novelty glasses, do they? No, but that I think I'm almost positive those were Burger King. Large. I'm mostly almost positive because growing up, we were more of a Burger King house than a McDonald's house, oh, which I don't same. And um, hard same. Yeah. And uh, and we had a well, like I had all the ET glasses and I remember uh, I had a set of three of something back ones. Yeah, yeah, I had those. We I think had... those were Burger King. They were like, we need to offer a more premium item to get people in. I loved me some Burger King as a child. Yeah, I did too. I mean, it was. I didn't like McDonald's. They put onions on their burgers. 
They were very oniony. I also remember that, and I think that 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 was part of it. Um, it was funny because we were definitely a Burger King house, and so McDonald's was like, "Ooh, McDonald!" Like that was like a special thing, and uh, it was even more special if my dad was away for work. We would do a, at some point in our town, a Kentucky Fried Chicken opened up right next to the McDonald's, and so we would do a thing that my mom called drive in, drive out. Where first we would drive through the Kentucky Fried Chicken and people would order what they wanted. And then we would drive through the McDonald's and get whatever you ordered. And man, that was living for me, Maureen Johnson. Um, I Do they still do the onions on the burgers? I mean, not like on the little hamburgers. but I thought yeah, that I think they so. used to cover them and they, they were very kind of chopped oniony. That's a, I feel like that's more of a White Castle thing than a... Nah. Than I, a Burger King or than a McDonald's thing, but when I went vegetarian, I didn't eat in any fast food place like that. For I went vegetarian in 1994. I yeah. did not get a Burger King thing until this year. No, wow. last year once when they once got the Impossible year. Burgers. Yeah, and I felt like I was stepping. I was like, I had this one virtuous thing where I was like, I don't eat fast food. Yeah. When I was like, in high like school, it's some kind of a sort achievement. of want to be vegetarian. That was at the height of Burger King's your way right away thing. Mm. And so we would go in and order Whoppers with cheese, no meat. I've done that. No, they I mean, delicious. like at the time I would do like things in the cafeteria or something and be like, can I just have a, a bun? <laughs> anyway, we've gotten off track a little bit. Donald Trump walks up, asks what the specialty is today. He then compliments everyone behind the counter as being so good looking. Then he declares to the people working at McDonald's, I know this menu better than you do. I probably know it better than anybody in here. Okay. Which, I mean, (laughs) probably true. Yeah, I mean, possibly true. He does, I forgot in reading all of this, I forgot just how his default order is like a filet of fish fries and a vanilla shake. It's like just the oh, worst. Yeah. Like the weirdest, like C-list. Who goes and orders the vanilla shake? And and the filet of fish. This one I've right here. filet of fish in my time. But, I love a vanilla shake. But the defa- your default setting is a filet of fish feels weird to me. Anyway, I he mean- then declares... What's the catch of the like day? To, what's that? What's the catch of the day? <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Is it, was that what's Red on Snapper? the chef's table today? <laughs> he then declares, quote, knock it out fast for us. We'll be eating it on the plane back. That's that's charming. Yeah. His visit to McDonald's was 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 widely hailed by Tucker Carlson, who it's also worth pointing out. Uh, Tucker Carlson just got exclusive rights from Kevin McCarthy to f- over 40,000 hours of capital security camera footage of the J6, uh, s- the J6 riots, which is concerning. What? Yeah. Literally, McCarthy gave him, handed over, they have it, apparently, the Tens of thousands of hours of this footage, and they only have it. 
So expect a lot of real great misinformation to come out from <sighs> a true mastermind of assembling a narrative from whatever is there in front of him. Dan, this isn't helping anybody's stress level. Well, Tucker Carlson loved, loved the visit to McDonald's, gushed about it. But more importantly, the day after, this was last Wednesday. So on Thursday, Dojo takes to his podcast. And Maureen, I have a few choice quotes from Dojo discussing his father's trip to McDonald's. Does he know the me- the menu better than anyone? According to Dojo, quote, 100% accurate, okay? No one knows it better. <sighs> All right. He went on, quote, no one probably eats more of it per capita than Donald Trump. Per capita? He just doesn't know what that word means, but it sounds fancy to him, doesn't he? Per capita? It doesn't. There's no part of per capita that makes sense in that sentence. But 100% Dojo thinks that just makes him sound real smart. Well, then, I didn't know where this was going today, but I'm telling you what's happening right now. Okay. Pulling up the McDonald's menu. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Fries and more, huh? Okay. Here's our menu. Yeah. Okay. The review full menu. All right, kid. You're up. Okay. Uh, all right, kid. Uh, I got some questions about your menu. No peeking. Yes, that's okay. I'm First, fairly familiar with the McDonald's menu. Um... All right. And now Donald Trump claims that he knows the menu better than anybody. Yeah, that's correct. I've also seen that he makes that claim. And I have to say that I find that a little bit facetious considering that there are like a lot of executives and food scientists and things like Mm -hmm. that at the McDonald's Corporation that I would like to think at least are very familiar with the menu. Not only the current menu, but also historical menus and possibly even menus of food items to come which is very exciting to me well i have some questions for you mm-hmm. okay first first question there are two side items you can currently buy at mcdonald's what are they side orders side orders uh, well certainly french fries are french fries are one- french fries here French fries are one of them. And what's the other? Uh, well, it really depends. If you order a Happy Meal, for instance, you can choose between fries or apple slices. Oh, that- well, that, it turns out the second side is apple slices. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Second question. Yeah. There are currently five dipping inside sauces or side sauce like, and I'm not talking about ketchup or mustard here. Yeah, so like the dipping sauces that you would get when you order a chicken nuggets. What are the five side sauces you can get? Honey. Whoa. Barbecue. Yeah? Um, I'm going to say a honey mustard. Yes. In addition to the honey and the barbecue. Uh Honey mustard. Right. 
Um, I'm gonna say ranch. No, it's not ranch. Hmm. What's another thing you can dip the the, the nuggets into? There's two I things mean, that go well with nuggets. Are they counting ketchup as a separate? No, no. Item? These are these are purely for kind of nuggets. Hmm. You've got this, kid. What's a very chicken-oriented sauce? Oh, like a like a buffalo. Spicy buffalo, and there's oh, one okay. more. One more. All right. You know this. Yeah, I definitely know this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> do, do not do not look it up. I'm, do not look I it up. I am not touching a single look at you can see you both s- of my hands. Okay. All right. What is it? You got this. Okay, so it's not a ranch. That would have been my No, it's more it's more uh All right, I'm gonna call it sweet and sour. Ah gosh darn it. (laughs) I was thinking something along a sort of an Asian dipping. Yeah, it's a sweet sweet and sour. All right. All right, last that's a classic. This okay. This one's this is the ultimate. To be fair, I don't think that uh, the former president would have been able to have named all five. And I think I, he almost certainly would have skipped honey. I, I was very impressed when you started with honey. I thought honey yeah. was going to be where you fell down, and you no. didn't, kid. All yeah. right. There are six types of chicken and fish sandwiches. Wow. There are six types. Okay. We're going to knock this out. All right. So we've got crispy chicken. The mix chicken. Okay, there's the grit. Okay, no. What? No, there's, you can get a chicken sandwich that is crispy or another, the same variant, but it's, it is a grilled, it's a non-crispy oh, uh, version. Oh, okay. Yes, it's called, uh, it is a, no, it's a, nope. Okay. We're going to not- start easy then. Okay. Filet of fish. Yes. Crispy chicken, spicy chicken. It's crisp, okay. spicy, there's, crispy chicken. So you're saying... The, the spicy mi- crispy chicken is very delicious. Okay, there's a Mr. Crispy and there's a spicy a Mick Crispy and a spicy McCrispy. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Then there's a deluxe chicken. There's a deluxe Miss Cri- Mick Crispy. I will keep okay. wanting to call it Mr. Crispy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I very much want to insist that there is a deluxe available that is not a deep fried chicken. No. But there That's is certainly... a, you were so close. If there is a deluxe McCrispy, it follows that there must be a. Deluxe spicy McCrispy. Yeah, that, right. Okay. And there's only one more. There's only one more. I wonder what that one would be. Okay, I'm going to tell you this because it's yeah. confusing. It's yeah. just the McChicken, which is a. Oh. A breaded chicken pattern with mayonnaise and lettuce, which is different from the McCrispy. Right. And I think Let's the McCrispy think... just looks more like it comes from, um, what's that place that's famous for chicken? Chick-fil-A. It, yeah. The, well, the, the, very specifically, the, the McCrispy is a response to the popularity of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Interesting. Yeah. And that's by the spicy McCrispy is very good. Um, so I am just genuinely, they must have gotten rid of, because the McChicken used to be available in both. They have a, a big a, breakfast a crispy menu. And a, and a grilled format, but I'm now looking, and in fact, that's Doesn't no exist. longer true. No. They have a big breakfast. 
And also, I'm surprised, not a single vegetarian version. It'd be so easy. But you can always order when you when you roll up to order. You can always say, for instance, I would like a biscuit with just egg and cheese. I think it's always important to say just as your first word there, because only if you say I want egg, bacon, egg, you know, if I want egg and cheese, they're going to almost always add it, bacon to it. But right. If you want a just egg and cheese, you're going to get just egg and cheese and it's going to be delicious. Well, you did great, kid. I mean, I don't, I sort of feel like I failed there, but also I do feel like you kind of played that on hard mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't. I, I don't think Donald Trump honestly would know uh, that there is a distinction between a McChicken and a McCrispy, for I instance. Th- I think that I was amazed that you did. Yeah. The McChicken is what uh, used to exist and also used to have the non-fried version. So, for instance, if you were at an airport and you needed to get some food, but you were like, I think I want to try to eat something slightly more healthy, you could order the McChicken grilled instead of fried. And it was sort of a sort of a puck, like a chicken puck with lines on it that imitated a grill line. But it's already breaded and it's in the shape of a no, circle. No, it wasn't breaded. So those were not <laughs> breaded. They were like a... White chicken puck with lines on it. So if the president came to your store, yeah. what, would you, what would you do? I would say, um, Mr. President, no offense, but I am not sure certain that you actually know this menu better than anyone because they're the people that developed the menu at the McDonald's Corporation in Oak Park, Illinois, and I'm sure that they know the menu better than anybody and it seems, you know, it seems like bragging to say that you would know it better than the people that actually developed the menu. Do you think that he also knows things like, hold on, I'm going to do something. This is going to be exciting. I decided, yes. I decided to pull up the South Korean McDonald's menu. Oh, boy. Whoa. This is next leveled, kid. I almost said, I almost said, uh, I almost called you by some, some weird name. You can get a double filet of fish there. That still sounds delicious. Sometimes when we're on break, we make double filet of fishes. It looks like you can get a McChicken that has two mozzarella sticks on it. Wow. You can get a bulgogi burger, an egg bulgogi burger. Uh, you can get a shrimp, a real shrimp burger on your burger. So it has a burger patty and a shrimp patty. Wow. You can That's get. That's living right there. There's one that has an entire scrambled egg on it. Sure. Um, I mean. I think that probably he doesn't know that any of those things exist. And for instance, I do believe that the people that would develop those menus at the McDonald's Corporation in Oak Park, Illinois, absolutely would know that those things exist. So I think that it's very not okay to say that you know the menu better than anyone. Oh, wow. Now, the French McDonald's menu. Oh, boy. Is ooh la la. (laughs) Hey, I bet. You can get. Breaded shrimp? Sure, it's delicious, I bet. You can get a barbecued vegetable sandwich? Imagine traveling to France and enjoying a barbecued vegetable sandwich at McDonald's. You can get a Swiss 
McFlurry, Seems which is confusing. It's it's like got Swiss chocolate blended into it. Wow. You can get fresh croissants. You can get macarons. Sure. <laughs> you can get a Caesar salad. Sounds delicious. Do you think that the president knew you could get <laughs> all of these things? I think that probably he doesn't actually know what a macaron is, even though that is also the name of the president of France. You can buy um, just a, a, a baguette with, with butter. Sure, but we wouldn't go to McDonald's to get a baguette with butter. Uh, you can get a croque which is a cheese, basically cheese and ham. Sure. Raclette. You can get like potato wedges. I mean, there are people currently that have tuned out, faded out while they were like doing their dishes and they just, just faded back in and they're like, what am I even listening to but right I'm now? I'm still reading various foreign, I find foreign fast food menus to be fascinating. Oh, absolutely. It is amazing. I've told you about when I went to to Sweden and the, the big McDonald's item being advertised was the garlic McFeast. <laughs> And you know what? That was my general reaction. And everyone in Sweden was like, why is that weird? I had just taken a sip of coffee. <laughs> a garden McFeast just sounds like a Dr. A Seuss character. McFeast. A garlic McFeast sounds like a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah. It's very weird. McFeast is the funniest, funniest word with a Mick in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is anyway, this, Maureen. Remember, we started this to make you feel better. I do feel a little better. Dojo concluded. Oh, Dan, I thought we were done. I thought we were just going to read foreign menus. By saying that it was great to see his father, quote, just sitting there at McDonald's. It was DJT at his best. What a what a glorious sight that must have been. <laughs> what a. The thing that I always appreciate about Dojo is how, I mean, he is a complete and utter shitwad. Let's get that out of the way. But anything he says, you just peel one little tiny thin onion skin off of it and you realize it's the saddest thing in the world. It's tough. Like, <laughs> so he is seeing video of his father at a McDonald's and he's like, it's just good to see him at a McDonald's. And that's because he probably has fond memories of going to McDonald's as a child with his son, which is one of the only times that he probably paid attention to him or brought him somewhere that wasn't like a fucking, you know, Studio 54 or a five star restaurant telling him to be quiet while he goes and does blow in the bathroom, you know? <laughs> He is such a, such a lost, lost soul. I need to tell you a couple more things you can get in different places. In Germany, you can get a Lipton iced tea McSunday, which looks like vanilla soft serve with a Lipton iced tea goop on it. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any Wait, sense. It's that was that was me just saying what, but it came out sounding like the kid. It's a Sunday with iced tea glop? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And for some reason, you can get it in Germany. I, I don't understand it, but I would eat that in a heartbeat. 
In Hong Kong, you can get a bacon macaroni and cheese toasty, which is macaroni and cheese toasted between bread with bacon on it. Sure. Ham. You can also in Hong Kong get ham and egg twisty pasta, which is baffling to look at. Like it's not. It's nothing I understand as a McDonald's item. Okay. Uh, in China, you can get a mashed potato burger, which was two burgers with a giant scoop of mashed potatoes. Also. Wow. Are you looking uh, at wild McDonald's food right yeah, now? Yeah, basically. Or something. Basically. Yeah. In Poland, you can get a cordon blue burger. Uh, in the UK, being a basic, you can get a bacon roll, which is just obviously a roll with some bacon and ketchup on it, which they love. They love it. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to read any more, but that iced tea one blew my mind. I don't even, what was that called again? It's called the, it's called the, uh, Lipton Iced Tea McSunday. It looks magical. So imagine that that kind of, it looks like caramel syrup, but apparently it's iced tea syrup. And uh, I would, I would punch child to get my hands on something like that. Just because it just, looks wild. It really just looks like a caramel sundae, but that's iced tea. It's like iced tea gloop. I don't, I'm so confused. What would that taste like? I don't know. Delicious. Would it though? I think so. I mean, I think I guess, it really would. Yeah, I guess I, I could see that. Holy shit. And in Turkey, you could get a Turkish breakfast plate with cucumber, cherry tomatoes, olives, feta cheese, scrambled eggs, and English muffins. So I'm looking at a German ad for their Sundays, like a print ad. And there's a caramel, chocolate, strawberry, and Lipton iced tea. That sounds amazing. If I Next time I go to oh, Germany. It's a, it's a peach iced <gasps> tea peach sauce. That's probably grosser. That's the one I'm seeing. That sounds less good. But I would still try it. I would still try that. Well, anyway, he got his McDonald's. Flew off, leaving the people (laughs) of East Palestine. You know, I feel like it was easier to talk about international McDonald's food than it was to talk about two things Mm -hmm. one is the fact that he's back he's on the road he's throwing paper towels at people again yep we're fully back in the saddle with that yeah like that's again something we have to deal with because again dan it is now basically march 2023 which means we are so fully back in the Dan, we are a year away, basically, or a couple months away from, like, fully candidates being declared. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the real proper, like, here we go. We're on the horse. The campaign is fully started. Now it's going to be inundated for a year. Yeah. And combining it with the East Palestine train derailment and ongoing environmental and health catastrophe that the unions warned everybody about not that long ago. Yeah. And the ongoing set of catastrophes that mean that the only solutions we must move swiftly and grandly and not incrementally. Yeah. We make and we need to make severe swift institutional changes 
and we need to do it five minutes from now. And this soft pedaling, middle of the road stuff signals our doom. Yeah, that sounds right. So uh, the fact that we must change and immediately yeah, is something I think about all the time now. Okay. And the fact that you've brought back Donald Trump, McDonald's, we're going to do through this whole fuck show all over again. This weird drama. Like, there's a lot of drama right now in the UK, Dan. Yeah. Like, right now in the UK, they're having a fruit and vegetable shortage. Yeah. You, Either the shelves that that have the vegetables, the salad greens in particular, are empty. um, Because it turns out Brexit was a fuck show. They've had to rewrite and reorganize this North, the North Irish trade agreements and various agreements because leaving the EU meant the potential destabilization of years of peace in Ireland. Yeah. So Rishi Sunak, the prime minister of the UK, came out yesterday finally was like, we've done it. We figured it out. Yeah. And we've given it so that Northern Ireland is... They get everything we get in the UK, but they also get access to this amazing thing called the EU and the markets of the EU. And everyone in the UK is like, sounds great. That sounds like a cool thing to be a part of. (laughs) What a wild idea. Wow. Wow. That's great. Thanks for that. Thanks for coming out and saying that. They are in just a... It's hard to... We're really competing now, Dan. To be the worst. Yeah. They have had such an ongoing clown show, but yes, there is currently a certain certain food shortages of certain foods. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have to happen, Dan. I saw a quote from, I think it was an MP saying that the British people should quote something like cherish the turnip while it's still here. I believe that was Therese Coffey, who is a, I think the minister of health. Who is an utter maniac. Yeah. She is a cigar smoking, not health expert. Who is the. Oh, she doesn't know anything about health. (laughs) Perfect. No one knows why she's the minister for health. I believe that's I believe that's her job. I'm doing it off the top of my head, but I believe that's her job. Oh, she is like famously completely unaware of matters. All matters health. Yeah. Perfect. That's who you want. But they're like, you know, there's still fruit for dessert or fruit to eat. So what you should basically they're living an episode of Black Adder where it's like every, where Baldrick is constantly going and saying that he's, you know, he's only dreaming of having a turnip. Um, so, you know, they, they they the infrastructure that could have been growing certain foods, you know, yeah. you, pay, you pay more, you grow locally. Sure. And you have like, you know greenhouses or local farms that could have been producing some of the yeah. stuff, but they didn't. And then they left the EU and they're like, well, we don't have any salad and we don't have any of this fruit. We may not get it because all of our fruit came from other hotter climates or places, greenhouses, etc. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> can I, can I turn this 
Can I turn this around to better I'm, things? I'm just saying their McDonald's menu is going to change because they're not going to have any lettuce or tomato for those burgers. I'm serious. They may be like, there's no lettuce or tomato for your burgers. But we'll put a nice slice, slice of turnip on there. Turnip. Have a have a garlic McTurnip. Oh, it's the McTurnip. Yum. Uh, I want to turn this around to a slightly better topic before we get to the end because it was actually uh, brought to my attention through a Sezuvian on the Facebook group, which is Maureen Johnson. Do you know that Taskmaster Australia is now a thing? No. Yes. Available on YouTube. They are three or four episodes in. Oh, shit. Confusingly, they are shooting it at the Taskmaster New Zealand house. It's a good house, though. It's a little, it's a good house. It's a little strange that they're doing that because you keep thinking that you're uh, looking at a Taskmaster New Zealand, but... As always, impeccable casting, just fantastic people. Uh, the this this show, so Taskmaster New Zealand, which was absolutely excellent. The Alex Horn person was phenomenal. Oh, the, the New Taskmaster, Zealand guy. The Taskmaster himself was sort of, eh, he was fine, but he didn't quite capture it. Uh, this one, I would say, it's the exact flip. This is easily the best non-Greg Davies taskmaster. He is fantastic. The Alex Horn-like person is fine, but not, doesn't quite grab it. Still funny, but doesn't quite, doesn't quite encapsulate it, but it's great and it's available to watch. Turn your life around. I'm also going to- Taskmaster Australia, Maureen. We started watching two or three nights ago a show called The Soul Food- showdown okay. on netflix i did not expect to get as invested i'm gonna tell you three episodes in, i'm crying i'm oh, like no. i'm like i i am so invested in these grits and the personal stories because wow. it's 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 really plays on the emotions because it's it's like you know there's so much about it's a soul food showdown it's like elevated soul food but it's um yeah. there's so much like how it's about how it's people that really want to cook, but also how the soul food experience and the black experience in America, like they had one and it's nothing I could eat, Dan, but there was one challenge where they're like, here are like each one of you has a, a part of this animal that you have to work with. And it was like, this is, these were the parts that we had to work with. So this is what we had to make do with. And the po- point of this is we always made something exceptional from what we were given. So it was like yeah. snouts and feet and spleen sure. and things like that and tail and ear. And I'm a vegetarian, Dan, so I was like, yeah. but it was, uh, in the end, I'm like, your grits were fine and you need to believe in yourself. Like it just, <laughs> <laughs> I was so, it's very good. In other cultural consumption, have you seen Poker Face? Dan, how dare you? I mean, you? I would assume you have. Poker Face is so good. It's made it's by so good. My man Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Natasha Leone. I keep asking Oscar, I'm like, am I like Charlie at all? And he's like, No. I'm like, I am a little though. He's like, No, you're not. <laughs> I'm like. It's keeps, so good. He keeps saying no. Nah. Yeah. So uh yeah, the, well, he got me when he did the '70s style opening credits. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, yeah, exactly." Right here, it's a, if you haven't seen it, it's basically 
it's not Columbo, but it it works with the Columbo conceit of you see the crime first. Yeah. You will literally see who did it and how they did it. Right. And the whole point of the show is how the detective figures it out. Right. And and pins it on that, you know, actually yeah. kind of gets and it and it moves back and forward in time and perspective. So sometimes you'll kind of realize that when you see it later, the camera kind of spins around and you yep. see where Charlie, the detective, intersects with this story. Exactly. It's really good. I it's recommend really, it. really, really well made in every possible way and does, and, and they play on it. It absolutely has a throwback feel. Like yeah. the title credits are 100% done in a sun, late 70s, early 80s style. But the whole thing is, it, you know, it's it's very much sort of a capsule show. So each episode basically stands as, uh, alone. There is a little lightweight overarching story but mostly they're totally standalone like um the one of the things that's impressive to me about it is how how efficiently they sketch out the characters yeah. so that you really care about the people uh that you have just met and some of them will die very shortly yeah and yet you actually care about them in a way that is just in remarkably good storytelling loads of it's all amazing guest stars like the cast yeah. is incredible the first one is benjamin bratt and Ad adrian brody i have to say adrian brody is so good in that first one yeah he's incredible he's really good um natasha leone is a gift to us all she is great I love what her. was the time loop show she was in russian doll yes that one stressed me out because she smoked so much this one she still smokes but not like that one it's just so good. So you guys, Soul Food Showdown, Poker Taskmaster Face. Taskmaster Australia. Taskmaster Australia. Get yourself some McDonald's, read a book. Dan, just go and take care of your business. I'm going to do that. I'm going to okay. do that. And I want everyone to know that Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon where uh, every Sunday, most every Sunday at least, you get a whole other bonus episode of this thing. You get me and Maureen all over again if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can also go to says who at omfg.town on Mastodon and you can email hey that is h-e-y at says who podcast.com you can also join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard you and you can join the fan run discord server at tinyurl.com slash says who discord you can spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you can listen and you can join us next wednesday march 8th for our very next episode it's like full-on springtime coming maureen it really is i'm into it again go do your thing everything's gonna be great i'm maureen johnson nothing can go wrong now let's go wow go. this has been says who yeah, got a candle. You need a candle. I'm gonna get you a candle. I'm good. I'm gonna send you a candle. I, I literally manufactured thousands of candles. I'm good. Okay. <laughs>